I know Jesus it feels man. like a month and a half since last time we did this. That's what, that's what, that's what it was, yeah. When we do five episodes, that's five weeks. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Basic Money Podcast. I'm Keith. I'm Josh. And we're here to talk more about what you want to know about, which is money, and how to handle it. And in today's episode, we want to go ahead and get a little more into your lifestyle as far as how you're handling your money. And Josh kind of has some tips on what you can do as far as living your life with your income that you have. So go ahead. All right, so this basic premise I got from people's percentages and the life, and they say like, oh, well, you should only spend this much on housing, this much on transportation, this much for savings. I figured if you just have your basic overview of, you know, saving 20% of what you make, subdivide that out into, you know, long-term savings and short-term savings. But mm -hmm. first thing, you have your income, 20% automatically will go into savings whether tax deferred in the 401ks, IRAs, however way you want to split that out after that. But the main thing is 20% there. You can have 30% into your wants. These are the vacations you want to go to, the fancy things that you want, just things that you don't need to survive, but the things you want, the pleasures in life. And then that last portion is 50% is your needs. So your housing, your transportation, your utilities, and your food. If you can keep those general percentages from the beginning, like as you're just starting out, whether 16, 18, 24, whatever way when you start out in the working force, based on your incomes, then as your income grows, so can your lifestyle, but it won't derail your savings goals and your retirements and the and those things. So as far as the splitting up goes, um, is there a way, like let's say you have an employer or wherever you get your form of income, let's say it goes into your bank account like direct deposit, is there something in the direct deposit where you can kind of manually go into where the income's coming from and say, okay, put this into my checking, put this into my savings. Um, so not based on a percentage from what I've seen. I mean, you can manually calculate it and then have it set to automatically. Okay. Because right now I bank with M1 Finance. Um, check them out. We might have a link at the bottom there to sign up for them. They're a great thing because it goes direct deposit in them and then I have a rule right now to where every Friday $50 goes into an account that is invested into long-term uh, growth. Mm. So that's every Friday $50 goes in there. As you were going about trying to do it automated so you can make it to where if you get paid every two weeks so your money comes in on the Friday you can have a rule set to every Monday you know this much goes here this much goes there and that works really if you know you're getting a set pay every two weeks. If you're on commission and you fluctuate, of course, you're going to have to go in there manually and make those adjustments. But if you have a base salary that is automatic or you're no, no matter what, you're working 40 hours a week and this is what you're going to get at the two weeks, then you can kind of set that automatic rule to automatically divvy up into certain things. Okay. But I think like more so the point is whatever your income is, you have this plan in place to kind of have a little more control of your finances and less of a mindset of... I have money, I need to spend it, or I, you know, I don't have a savings, I didn't know that I need to spend money on, you know, random things as far as like if you own a house or rent or Well, my cars. main thing about this thing was more of if you base your lifestyle and the way you live your life money-wise based off your income, then you can't go wrong. Because no matter what it comes in, you're going to set aside for your savings. You're going to set aside for the things you want and you're going to get a set aside for the things that you need to spend money on. 
now as that increases now obviously if you make 20k a year you're gonna be like well I, I don't have much that I can put in each area and hopefully that motivates you to find other ways to bring in more income to make more yeah so that if you want to you know live in a bigger house or you know drive a fancier car or eat at expensive foods and all those things like okay you now know that you can do that but don't ever do it at the jeopardy of your future self which is why there's that portion of the savings and that's why I always list that as first <laughs> Yeah. Always pay yourself first, make sure you're taking care of yourself, and then after that, everything else is adjustable, and these percentages are adjustable too. Mm -hmm. I generally like to recommend 20% for the savings, because you can do 10% for long-term, and then 10% for short-term stuff. But, I mean, if you can save 40% and survive all the rest, do that. <laughs> like, the more you save, the better. Uh, just to go more into the financial independence of not really needing to work, but... Yeah, and it helps, like, because we, we were big believers in like not living above your means and trying to actually live below your means to save this money and to be a little more financially stable. And something like this is a very easy idea because you can get your money in and just be able to say, okay, where does it need to go? And you know, as far as like, you know, different bills, credit cards and whatnot, you can also structure, I'm assuming your, your, your needs around that as well. When you say, okay, I need to have this much money every month to pay these bills, you know, maybe that percentage isn't gonna fit that, especially if you have more needs that you need to put into there. Yeah. I feel like the wants and the savings can be a little more flexible. You could say like, I need a house to live. Now, whether that house is a $17 million house or a $50,000 house, that's on your scale, but you can justify it in your mind. Well, I need, well, what kind do you need? If you just need a, a room and a place to stay, then it really, there's a big spectrum there. So this just more forces you to be more resourceful in that. Be like, okay, this is my thing and I gotta fit my needs into this thing. Like, okay. Now, try to keep the needs as small as possible yeah. to increase the other things. So you can have the nice things that you want and you can also save for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, the best part about this is as your income grows, if you know, you don't have that lifestyle creep of, you know, just buying everything on payments, but your needs section increases with your income, but you don't necessarily need to increase your needs. Like just because now I went from 30,000 a year to 40,000 a year, doesn't mean that I need to spend an extra $200 on electricity or gas or all these things. So yeah. that part can pretty much pretty stay tight if you're comfortable with it. Everything else can grow. You can grow your wants, you can grow your savings, but I see, yeah. And I think that the big motivating factor that should go into savings in general is you have something in mind that you're saving for. And I always say that the, the best motivator are the big savings. Like if you're looking to purchase a house and you're looking to have your down payment as well as closing costs for your house, what is the figure that needs to be into your savings? Because at times, you know, you can keep putting money in there and you're like, oh, you know, I really want this, which that's part of what that, you know, that Josh's 10 and 10% split into your savings is meant to be for so you could save for things that you want as well but if you have a number in mind then it motivates you a little more so that if let's say you did that whole split you realize you have extra cash on the side that is in your wants or your needs then you can say you know what i want to put it into my savings because i have a goal to have x amount of dollars in five years i want to speed that up as quickly as possible yeah and you just get more creative more ways that you can cut and lower your needs part but the main premise of this is just you know say what your income is and then find percentages that work for you. Um, ideally, you know, you want your 
savings to be at least 10 to 20 percent. I mean, 5 percent, great. 10% great, of course this is also relative to your income, but the more money you can save, the faster you can accumulate wealth and you can actually turn that into money making money now rather than you working for it. Your wants, let that be, but control it within the yeah. percentage you give it. Just know that as you make more, you can spend more on the things you want, mm -hmm. but don't let that one be a more controlled constraint. Yeah. Yeah, because once you're able to sit down and kind of map things out, like we've talked a lot about, you know, the, the, the pull into wanting to go out to like drink and eat, you know, multiple times on a weekend. And when you actually sit down and realize how much money you're spending on it, you know, you can say, okay, you know what, I think I can afford to like cut back and maybe go out to do what I want to do once a week, not three times a week. This way you're maintaining that control. We're not saying like don't have fun ever. But if you're having fun is causing you to have financial stress on your life, then in the long run, that's not fun. <laughs> no. No, it's not. And I mean, then you basically spending the remaining days of your life just trying to pay back the fun that you spent at the beginning. Yeah. You want to always, I don't know, you want to always have fun. You want, you want to spread out the fun because there is there there is that you you can look up Josh's backstory you know just, <laughs> but but you know what but to Josh's point though he set himself up now to where he can have fun now as well yeah but if you look up that video you kind of get a little more in depth inside on you know it is fun to have fun but it's not fun to sacrifice your future self in knowing that you're gonna have to work this off those years to come that's the whole point of retirement yeah the memories are fun and great but only if they don't come with a bill at the end <laughs> that you still have to pay for after the fun is done <laughs> which most of the time they do unless you're creative and you're like hey let's let's do this instead we'll probably have just as much fun yeah but i think that's pretty much it for this topic um i'm josh i am keith and we're gonna be bringing you more episodes so stay tuned until the next time we'll see you